Hello and welcome to the fifth episode of this podcast, Self-Realization Now What? So today I have a conversation with Chris Taylor. Chris has a YouTube channel called Wild Satsang. So his channel became visible in my feed lately. And um, I asked him to have a conversation and I have the pleasure of him accepting. So Chris... You have a YouTube channel where you publish videos since early 2021, if I am not mistaken. Sounds pretty close to me. Yes. And um, so you uh, had a self-realization. And uh, I was curious to have a conversation with you. I always feel that these conversations are fun and also maybe of use to anyone that is looking for that. And uh, so I wanted to ask you, um, did this happen spontaneously for you or were you looking for that for a while? Yeah, I think I was looking for a while, actually. Um, I can't really name a time or a place in which I first began to become introduced or interested in discovering what the truth of being is or what the nature of reality is. but I've always been curious as to what peace is and who am I really. I think it, if I were to name a start, I would say that it happened early on in life in my neighbor's swimming pool. Uh, I think maybe a lot of kids do the same thing where they kind of, you know, go down to the deep end of the pool and, <laughs> and just sit there for a little while. And, are, and there's, there was kind of like a, a, an experience of, profound peace. And I didn't know what that was at the time. You know, I was, I was young, I was, you know, Mm. probably less than 10 or so. Um, but that peace kind of stayed with me. And, and ever since I gained that sort of access to that peace in my neighbor's swimming pool, I kind of had a longing for it and rediscovered it in meditation. Um, and then there were a many other moments that I could point to that there were sort of uh, brief glimpses of Mm. awakening, um, which culminated actually in a spontaneous, uh, complete burning up of everything uh, the night my youngest brother died. Oh, when was that? Yeah. So if, if, if you'd like me to go into that, I mean, what, Basically, what happened is I got the news that my youngest brother died. He was 19. Shout out, Jake. Uh, (laughs) And, of course, that was incredibly devastating. Um, And I found myself sitting outside in the backyard on the couch just with total grief just pouring through my body and... It was interesting in the sense that at some point in that outpour of grief, I came to the realization that it's not entirely my grief. This energy that's moving through me isn't mine and it isn't owned. Mm. It's almost as if it's the grief of humanity or the entire feeling or sensation or energetic movement of lack or loss Mm. and it wasn't mine and that was a very interesting 
feeling and it and it continued for hours it continued throughout the entire night this outpouring of grief which was looked externally as just like wailing and crying and just mm -hmm. like uncontrollable uncontrollable to the point where it couldn't have been controlled if anybody tried if i mm -hmm. tried mm -hmm. to control it it was just like a, a happening mm -hmm. and what was really strange in that is that amidst the turmoil the apparent chaos there was a profound peace amidst the mm -hmm. outpouring of grief and this was kind of the final burning up of any sense that I was an individual or any sense that there was a me apart from all that is happening, apart from mm -hmm. any energetic movement that's mm -hmm. apparently moving about. There's no difference. There's no distinction yeah. and there's no boundaries. And that, that was the final awakening. I can point to a lot of things that happened prior to that. Mm -hmm. There was a lot of, you know, meditation and reading of books and you know the yeah. general seeker path for mm -hmm. a long time um mm. and i will say that i came to the direct realization path or non-duality uh several years prior to this happening so i will say that there was a mm -hmm. seeming yes. uh it seemed to be primed for that moment and that was the moment of final release. Wow. It's interesting how the death of people around us can shake our core and uh, bring question or changes. My own process had to do with my dad. My dad died in June 2020. Mm. And the feeling was that a huge part of the identification that I had was with being a daughter, trying to help her dad, worrying about that. And when he, he died, all of that left, and there was this great emptiness of not finding anything. So there was a dissolution of a big part of identity that went with him which then seems to have led to more moments and and then a shift of, oh, just seeing, being pointed to the mind is limited. It has a function of describing, judging, and comparing, and it's just limited, it's dualistic. And there was this, oh, I never saw that. And then there was huge relief energetically, but probably came with the grief that you're speaking about. And there was a, a lot of grief energy that, that just flowed out for a while. It's interesting. And I haven't really thought of it in this way before, but if we don't characterize grief as a bad thing or as you know, a negative occurrence, mm -hmm. maybe grief in some way is grace mm -hmm. in the sense that it almost involuntarily blows through some of your blockages or identity structures. Yeah. Yeah. And we, we do tend to suffer grief when we attribute it, um, 
a characteristic of being bad. And <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So it's possible to be grieving without suffering grief or not Absolutely. even be grieving that, that there is grief without suffering that there is grief. Yeah. It's yeah. just a movement. It's just a movement. We could call it a movement of energy. We could call it a movement of consciousness, but it's yeah. what it feels like in terms of uh, body sensation. It feels like something is under attack, like something bad is happening within the mind or the body, but maybe it's just bad for the hindrances or the blockages or the identity. Yeah. There, there seems to be a feel a process with the physical or the emotional energy that when there is movement, that's liberation, that it is allowed to move. And the contraction mm. is, uh, um, it shouldn't be happening. Why this is, why is this happening? And the, the contraction of me, that this is happening to me. And uh, with the movement, there's paradoxically, it seems that the more it's allowed to move, the less it appears energetically. Did, did you feel that there was a dissolution of the pain body right after that moment, you felt that it was washed kind of or? Totally. There was a complete clearing and a clearing to the point where nothing it, it has stickiness hasn't returned wow. <laughs> there, 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 there's zero grabbing at anything. Wow, there's zero, no, nothing, hold, there's no hold on the movement of energy. Yeah. Anymore. Nothing's sick. There's no, nothing. There's nowhere to stick. It, it kind of feels like it's in my direct experience. It feels like as it is being emptied, nothing has anywhere to stick. Exactly. There's this when you empty the self of a concept of self, there's, there's nothing for anything to grab onto anymore. And then there's just a free flowing of isness or beingness. And when that truly happens, it never, there's just no more structure left. Yeah. <laughs> then I would call that liberation. Yes. Yes. In, in my experience, it took a little while. There was a, um, a return to identification and a suffering of returning to identification. So the suffering felt even worse. So there, there was a lot of seeking energy to, to find that again, to find that place that is found when there is no search. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty ironic, isn't it? It, it is. Eh? <laughs> So I, I, I did, I had to sit with the seeking energy to just allow the seeking energy. It's okay. There's space for you here and there's more space. Give it space. And as, a, as, a, as it is given space, it, it cannot stick, it cannot. There's so much space. So that's why I often mention that the, the solvent is love. Mm. To dissolve suffering. I uh, point to that. So in my experience, I had to go a little bit deeper to unravel. There was a place of 
shame, lots of shame. And um, the last, there was some last, um, I feel like it was like the last program. I am alone and it's all my fault. Mm. And there was a lot of loneliness and fear of loneliness, fear, fear of being alone. And as I could allow this fear, I would even like go deeper in it. I'm scared. I'm so scared. Just feeling the fear. I came to a point where there was no more fear of feeling. Mm. It was proven that what we are is never changed. Pristine, still never change. Absolutely. Beautiful. And so now you are having a YouTube channel for just for the joy of sharing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can't even really say there's like an intent behind it. It's just like is part of what apparently is happening. Yeah, there seems to be that too. I uh, resisted it for a while. I had uh, with this shame and, and identity. I was the more I resisted it, the sad I was I was just feeling sad of resisting this. So I just say, okay, just let it flow. Mm. It seems to want to flow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The art of life, allowing it to flow. <laughs> yeah. And um, have you spoke to people directly that were looking for, <clears throat> for realizing their true nature? Well, it's, it's funny because I, I don't usually bring up the subject of it ever or at all in normal daily life but people come to me randomly people that it doesn't seem like they have a direct question but they pounce around it and i provide them with just you know what is and so people do come to me people do ask these questions and i answer fully and yeah. sometimes it's received and sometimes not but uh, I don't go seeking conversations necessarily, um, but the conversations seem to gravitate towards me uh, <laughs> from people that aren't even necessarily on a spiritual path. But mm -hmm. there's some sort of inkling as to there being a, a, a larger than personal self experience to be had. People yes. have this sense that there's something greater than just the biological being and their identification with it. And so mm. I get all sorts of questions from a lot of my biologist friends, you know, we'll, we'll even be out there, you know, uh, out in the wild, which is actually why I named this wild satsang. It often just happens in the wild or out in nature. Spontaneously, oh. these conversations happen uh, with friends or strangers often even. And that's just kind of how it spontaneously happens. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my sense is that because we are already it, we are pureness without identity without solid identity everyone has access to these mm. these moment of just being in unity consciousness 
Yeah, I mean, everybody knows when when we when you talk about this directly, and we when we talk about this purely, everybody has had moments of insights into this. You know, people have moments that they would call in the zone, in which case the mind is completely not taking part in the isness or what's happening. A lot of people in sports, for example, yes. are are just part of a larger movement. And things tend to coalesce in a way that would never really come together if each se each seemingly separate mind was trying to plan and orient yeah. a common goal. And so people have these sort of feelings like I did in, in the swimming pool when I was a little kid. Uh, whether or not people are familiar with meditation, people have these insights. Sometimes it'll happen, uh, they'll have a weird dream or they'll just recognize that there's a profound peace during sleep and not know why that is. Um, and so everybody has access to this because there is just this. Yes. And the, the, mind, the, the mind often produces a, a, an apparent overlay upon it. But the yeah. fact that it is the only constant means there are periods and points in which the mind kind of falls away and all of a yes. sudden there's a direct experience and oftentimes these aren't acknowledged or known what yeah. that is but people know that there was happiness there or there was joy there or there was love there or there was peace there and those things were uncaused by yeah. either the mind or a production of personhood yes and i love when um I heard that when we want to acquire something and when the acquisition is made, there is a sense of happiness. And the mistake is to mistakenly think that it's because we have this acquisition. It's the <laughs> relaxation of wanting it. Yeah, humanity has... of not desiring it anymore. It's this happiness mm. is underneath. And that 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 moment of not desiring anymore is so fleeting. Yes, <laughs> you know it often only stays upon the acquisition for moments, days if you're lucky. But yeah, I think I think humanity is ready to cut out the middleman in terms of access to peace and happiness and love and joy. Yes, I think humanity is ready for that. I heard that in one of your. Um... YouTube video that uh, you uh, feel that there is a readiness. There seems so. I mean, just based on conversations that I have with people that, like I said, are not necessarily on the seeker's path or even interested in non-duality or even discovering their own nature, there is a sense that there is something larger and greater uh, and that the reality that we think that we experience is a presupposition and an overlay to that which already is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I had um, some of the moments with my partner would, would lay in bed and he would, he would argue with me. And normally I would have argued with him <laughs> before realization to defend something. And I told him, I can't go there. I, I can't, I can't go there. I can't 
buy into the thought. I can't argue with you. And he said, thank God you can't. (laughs) (laughs) So it's obviously not in separate. It's, Mm. it's yeah, something happened when you start to discover if I don't fuel this, if I don't adopt this thought, if I don't, what, what happens? Our money is already present. Hmm. Mm. Yeah, there's a, there's a flow to life that is not. You don't have to paddle, you know. If there's a, there's a natural flow if you just let go of the oars. Uh, yes. You know, yeah. there it continues to flow, and it you continue to go in a direction, uh, you know, a direction that tends to lead towards peace and happiness and harmony if you just let go of the oars. Yes. <laughs> Yes, and that was a, a a funny realization for me that oh, it something is still moving. Like there is a movement towards something. Still, <laughs> yeah, it's more allowed to be spontaneous instead of controlled, of a um, hope a hope for end result. The the controller is is seen to be uh, inefficient. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, inefficient and and even a uh, an obstacle oftentimes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. So my my experience is to allow intuition to lead. And um it's feels that there is a higher intelligence, there is infinite intelligence, is already the movement. Yeah, absolutely. What an interesting thing that I'll say I noticed uh, at a really young age was that trees and plants somehow know how to grow. But it's not that they know how to grow. There's like there's like a an inherent intelligence in life that there's this that just happens. And so like I, I remember being almost confused as to why humans can't just do that. Can't <laughs> to, can't <laughs> seem to just let life be. Like there yeah. like there's a sense that there needs to be a manipulation of what's already clearly intelligent like we know that life is intelligent and why we think that we need to intervene (laughs) yeah yeah intervene with something that's you know infinitely intelligent is has always been beyond me yeah yeah for me there was this question that as a child, I couldn't grasp why these people seem to have a lot of problem. I was looking at the adult and thinking, why are are they finding any problem? This life <laughs> seems complicated and it's so obviously normally just simple. <laughs> Yeah, it's really funny how wise children are. They yeah. like they don't have the wisdom intellectually, which is why uh, awakening after like post uh, post duality, like, <laughs> yeah, post duality is so is uh, it's almost like the integration of actual wisdom. But uh, 
Yeah. I mean, kids just have, have that inherent knowingness that, you know, life goes <laughs> regardless of mental intervention. Yeah. And, and we've not yet adopted the, the idea that we need a lot of stuff and we need to achieve and we're just spontaneously playing. And, yeah. Um, yeah, it's interesting after having spent a whole portion in, in, in duality, how awakening or realizing our true nature is a return to this childlike playfulness with wisdom and integrity. Mm. And um, that that feels like it's part of the integration too, because at first the mind can, in my case, there was a place where I needed to anchor to just ground here with with the self-realization the mind threw me in a, in in a loop of a lot of stuff <laughs> there was a, a lot of unconditional love energy that flew uh, that was felt in the body and then there was almost like you know the trap of becoming a loving person this this mind trap of now i am going to save everyone and i am loving <laughs> <laughs> so it's another right. identification and might be a more pleasant one but it's still a bondage absolutely yeah it's fun it's funny how even like even very advanced, what I'll call advanced, uh, seekers on the path, even all the way up to what's considered like guru status. Like there's, there's oftentimes an identification with either being a teacher or a guru or a savior or a shepherd in some way. And that is also a trap like that is still identification. It doesn't matter if you're identifying with uh, a, a small structure or a large structure, such as a teacher or a shepherd or whatever, uh, it's still a structure and it's still duality. And you're yeah. still seeing a difference between people that are unrealized and people that are realized. And that difference so, oh, is difference. not... Yeah. Right. It, well, it's yeah. not actually there. There actually is yeah. no difference. It's all the expression yeah. of one thing. Yeah. And, and so, so I, for, for that reason, I, I could never call myself a teacher or even like really even a talker about this. Like there's yeah. nothing own, owned here. Yeah. There's just nothing, yeah. there's nothing personal here. This is just the free flowing consciousness of isness. Yeah. I see what you mean. I do though adopt some role knowing that they are role. <laughs> <laughs> so if, yeah. I, if I say that I'm a speaker, I could say speaking happen. Mm -hmm. it, and, it's uh, a much more true way to orient and it's totally fine. There's nothing wrong with any of the language, yeah. but, uh, it you depends. Know, more... uh, it's internal. It, it, the freedom is internal, even if the word is used. And it's, right. yeah. So um, it's still just a role. A completely this... transparent role. Yeah. It's a, uh, 
the role just as i see it if there is one thing that can appear to be done is supporting others that that are looking for that that are curious or that are searching and um some of the tool that I found is, is the infinite self revealing itself to itself through each of us. Mm. I, was, I was glad that I could find. So now I see it more as offering tools to those that resonate with it. And truly it's consciousness revealing teaching itself. or revealing itself to itself, itself. right? <laughs> yeah. There's no ownership of any of it. And, no, you know, there, there can't be any ownership. Yeah, there can't. As soon as there is an ownership, there is bondage. So mm, yeah. me, there cannot be any ownership. There cannot be, oh, I did this. But it all still just apparently happens, you know? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's the wave on the surface. <laughs> right. So, so teaching happens, yet there's no teacher. Exactly. Right? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's um, all resonance. I find like uh, we find a way of resonance to what what resonates. There's no. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, re with regard to resonance, and I, I actually recently watched one of your videos when you gave me this invite. I, I, I logged on to your YouTube channel and I love your videos, by the way. Um, <laughs> they're direct and nice. And I like that. And uh, one of the things that you mentioned was uh, you mentioned uh, frequencies and uh, an interpretation of, I think you use the word vibration. And that, that, that's exactly what this is. This is all just an interpretation of, we could call it isness or beingness, but you could also call it an interpretation of vibrational energy. You could use whatever terms you want. And really this is all just the interpretation of different vibratory patterns of, of just pure energy. Yeah. Yeah. Whether we're talking about taste or touch or sound or any, you know, any, anything, it's all just yes. an interpretation of yes, infinite an energy. Yeah. Yeah. And a vibration that appears visually or, uh, sounds like you said, yeah. And when we stop placing a story or a meaning or purpose upon that, then that's just the non-dual experience. Yes. Yes. And it, it tends to reveal as a higher vibration frequency. Mm. All the, all of those that we're looking for as an, as an individual, when the individuality is, is dropped, the access, not even an access, it's already here. <laughs> high, higher vibration frequency is already here. It's really a cosmic joke. To <laughs> 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 realize that the seeking is, is just leaving the leaving of what's already here, what's, what's already full, not open and complete. It's a pretty good joke. <laughs> yeah. So um, there seems there's not much else to say then. <laughs> well, there never is, but you know, <laughs> yeah. 
we could talk forever like this and yeah. it's it's enjoyable yeah and uh you have the blessing to work in nature i do i i do i've i've always kind of been a a bit of a wild boy out there you know i <laughs> i've just from a very young age i wanted to live outside basically and that's kind of what i do i work wow. entirely outdoors with animals uh particularly sensitive and threatened and endangered species uh mm. right now i'm working with uh desert tortoise and uh oh. nesting birds and desert wow. kit fox and a whole bunch of other species that's so nice yeah i really enjoy it and you really you know get you really are able to become part of just what is because there's almost no mental overlays yeah. present when you're when you just sink into the natural environment you know there's not so many humans around manip trying to manip do yeah. all these sorts of weird manipulations and you just see how intelligent and pure nature flows when you don't mess with it yeah yeah wow it's interesting when i i you said you wanted to live outside <laughs> i remember from a very young age and throughout my life that there was only a search for freedom mm. i needed and I, i thought i would find it through um working on my own not having a boss um owning a house or having money so that i would be free and the realization was it's already here and also i remember um we were traveling i had no job i had lost my job we were traveling for we didn't know how long we didn't know exactly where we were going and i had never felt so happy <laughs> <laughs> so then I thought, oh, if I travel on the road and I don't know where I'm going, I'm going to feel free and happy. Mm. And it's basically that. It's to just be here without knowing where you're going, unknowingly and, and free. It's an internal freedom of the structure and free from the illusion that owning things will bring freedom. Hmm. free of so the freedom was the search always has been the search and um that's why i i i was never able to fully adopt the model that is presented in society to work nine to five and to have accumulation of money to stop working one day and all of that i never could go in and it created some suffering for for a long time Because I felt something's really wrong with me. I can't adopt this model. So I, I would work less to have more time, just to have time. <laughs> yeah. So there was a when this realization came, there was a lot of relief. I was like, oh, that's it. That's now life makes sense. Mm. Now it makes sense. There's just just nothing to find. There's nothing to search. There's it's all okay. There's There's this freedom of letting go, of dropping all the baggage, dropping all the 
the the belief that this will bring me that there's no this and there's no that there's no there's no purpose there's no meaning i was like oh my god thank god <laughs> <laughs> what a relief <laughs> yeah yeah so, yeah. so I, I searched all my life for the purpose what is the purpose that was the question <laughs> i suppose that's deeply inside us what is the purpose of us being here Oh, yeah, it's a gift. It's a gift. <laughs> you can enjoy Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah. And when we can't find a purpose because there isn't one, we assign one. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and that creates a whole nother baggage of tumultuous energy. Yes. <laughs> now I have a purpose. <laughs> yeah, now <laughs> I have a purpose. Carry that purpose with us. <laughs> right. Now I know what the hell I'm doing here. Okay, let's do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, then and the illusion was... after i've done this i'll be happy after exactly after I've done this yeah that it, seems it, that was like um in in my experience in my growing up in an unsafe environment an unstable environment the reflex was to i have to do something and when i do this after i'm gonna be happy I have, I have to control i have to keep everything everything together everything is falling apart but it's then it's just a falling apart there's no <laughs> no need to keep anything together mm. yeah everybody deserves this everybody deserves to be able to at least know that they can drop everything and everything will be okay yeah. and more than okay everything already is this piece yes yeah yeah that's one of the intent if there is one intent to have conversation like this is for others to realize it's simple there's nothing complicated about that and it's and yet, so s simple that people won't allow it to be as simple as it truly is and that's yes. the whole confusion yeah yeah that's part of the confusion <clears throat> it's funny how we're led by this infinite intelligence i before I had this realization, the thought was, I just, I just want harmony. I'm done with conf confusion, argument and defending. And the question was, how can I find harmony? I never meditated. I never, I was not on a non-dual search. I didn't know what non-duality was. And I, so I started to look in a in book about well-being, and I found uh, The Greatest Secret by Rhonda Byrne. So the thought was, I, I just want harmony. And when she mentioned that some people were living with happiness without sorrow, I remember distinctly, like, it's going to sound weird, that it, there's, it felt like there was a choice made of accepting that this might be true. Mm. So because I was suffering a lot, but I was just open what if this is true? There was no like, oh, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> I was like, oh, what if this is true? And uh, accepting that this might be true. So I guess the the book was listened with a, a more uh, an open presence without mind inter in the, in the way. And um, 
the self-realization occurred and there was a lot of relief of energy and I, the word that were flowing out my mouth was I'm not doing anything and I'm not going anywhere. And as I was saying these words, all the energy relief, sadness and grief just came out while I was saying these words and I honestly didn't know what they meant. <laughs> I kind of had to retrace to that after because the mind was just, this just not possible. You just listen to a book and it's not possible. And all these thoughts about you have to do something and this doesn't make sense. The only way I could decline these invitation, which I call invitation in individuality, was to refer back to these words. But these words were said. What do they mean? And so I found, what is non-duality? And I started to study that. <laughs> mm. Yeah. So it's Sometimes just... people just need to hear that this is an option. Yeah. It's possible to live without suffering. It's to possible. Live... Yes. Yes. Sometimes that's all people need to hear. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, and one of the doorway to that is that if there is suffering, do not suffer that there is suffering. <laughs> Just let it be here. Mm -hmm. Not adding on top of it that there is suffering of suffering. And, and that, that's one doorway I find to dissolve this contraction. This, and, the, and, and it proves itself to be illusory and unnecessary i find absolutely mm. like <laughs> like we said before sometimes suffering if we don't label it is actually grace actually a profound opportunity to blast through some of the last remaining sinew of attachments or identity structures and really that's how life is if we don't place labels or meaning or purpose or anything upon just what is there's already that peace and that peace can look and sound and feel like suffering and that's okay if you just allow suffering to be what is without yeah. labeling it or trying to stop it or manipulate it it's really just part of what is and and if there's no labeling or grasping or pushing then and it's just allowed to flow free it just moves like everything else and there's peace within the suffering yes 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 and realizing that that our nature is never changing is where we can just stay there while the movement is happening. And one of the practice that I brought in my life, I was, I never meditated, but one of the practice that was really useful for me is I would do as, as they mentioned in the, in the audiobook, am I that emotion or am I that which is aware of it? And instantly there was a possibility to let it be and let it flow. And the more these energy were allowed to flow, 
the loosen they got. Yeah. Yes, it's a beautiful uh, return home. And then we realize that we never really left. <laughs> yeah, there's there's one constant and it's isness. Yeah. And isness is the ground of being. And there's some inherent qualities to just isness. And they're the qualities that we mentioned of love and peace and the harmony, the harmonious flowing of just isness. <laughs> it's all there is. Yeah. There's nobody apart from that. There's nobody inside that or outside that. Could there be anything outside of isness? There couldn't be. It's just what is everywhere. Yeah. When the illusion that dissolve also um, within my experience was the the assuming that something is going on out there while I'm not there. So that there is something separate from me, this person here, and those people are having fun somewhere else <laughs> while I'm not there. And that, that was a huge, like that was a dissolution of that. It's just out, there is no out there somewhere else. There is just what's here. There is no separation. There is nothing happening outside of consciousness. And at the same time, there's this, yes, there is, it's not denying that there is suffering happening. That that's the assumption that's never questioned is that maybe there, is there anything outside of consciousness? Yeah. That question is almost never brought internally. Yeah. But when it is, uh, things start to <laughs> yes. dissolve pretty quickly. <laughs> yes. And the, the first, um, that is easier, I feel, to, to realize is the illusion of time that the future never comes. Mm. That's pretty simple to realize. The future never comes. Everyone has a, a realization of that is quite easy. The, the future never comes. And when, when we start to look into what's the past, and then the past is a recollection of interpretation of making something out of infinite <laughs> it's an interpretation of the mind so it's a thought appearing now and then as you get closer what is the present then where where is the intersection of past and future and if oh there's still thoughts overlaid on what is in in the present so there is none of that either it's kind of retracing, questioning what's true, what's real in my direct experience, not what I think is real or what the thought is of reality, what is happening really in my direct experience. So it's time it, and then space. It's never not now and it's never not here here <laughs> yeah it's never not here 
<laughs> the impression of going over there and attaining something, this, that's the illusion that dissolves. Mm -hmm. And with that, there's great expansion of, oh, <laughs> there's nothing to attain. <laughs> it's all well. Well, that I think that's uh, we've gone full circle, I believe. <laughs> Just looking if I have other questions. Mm. Yeah, so I was wondering if you, um, when you are doing your YouTube video, if anyone is contacting you about this by email or or it's more you said in your physical environment. Yeah, a lot of people reach out via email or just comments. Um, yeah, I, I respond to personal emails as best I can. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't done a whole lot of, uh, you know, maybe you've seen some of the videos where I answer people's questions in the actual YouTube videos. Um, ah. Okay. And for as long as the channel remains small, maybe it'll remain small forever. That's totally cool with me. Uh, yeah. I'll continue to do that. So, yes. yeah, I mean, if anybody has any questions, whether they want to ask a personal question or a larger impersonal question, uh, if they just, you know, they could send me an email or just comment on YouTube. I try to be pretty active on there. Try to, you know, make everything yes. as freely available as possible. Yes. Okay. So your channel is Wild Satsang. So it's easy to find if you search for it, Chris Taylor. On, on sure. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The, the, the YouTube channel is wild set song. It's also on uh TikTok. I upload a little bit to there and Instagram yeah. and, um, uh, Oh, do you have a patron? I saw you have a channel, a patron. No, there, there, there is a Patreon. I set it up. Um, really it's a way if, if I'm missing anybody's questions or I'm not getting to somebody's what somebody really wants to know something they can get on there and then they become readily visible. Um, I hope nobody's getting buried in the comments, but I know that that happens. And I know that some people have questions that they really, really want. And so people can either email me. And if I haven't answered, I apologize. Things get buried. Uh, but Patreon, that's a, that's that, that's a place where you'll show up immediately. Um, and I tried to make, I don't know if it's possible, but I tried to make like a, uh, like a, uh, a free subscription or like a, like the cheapest subscription possible. Really the only idea there was to provide a channel that I can look at for people that, you know, if people go the extra step of logging on to a new website to ask a question, it means that they really want that question answered. Yes. And so that was really the okay. only intent of, of creating that. So the people that go that extra step, um, you know, really want something okay. to be spoken about. And so that's for that. Oh, okay. Great. Great. So on my side, what I did, I created the YouTube channel because there seems to be spontaneous sharing that wanted to happen. I uh, was just fell open to that had some resistance first for a good while and then just let it happen and i'm reorienting to supporting anyone that wants to have conversation about this and uh, 
I need to support this body to have some food <laughs> and housing. So I do have some fee for that. The body But, likes that, doesn't it? Huh? The body prefers to have food and housing for sure. It does. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but the YouTube is always free and, and and done happily from just the joy of sharing, and it's it's enough for people to find their way. Everyone has that access. Everyone is, is it already. So there there are a lot of um, material and conversation available to find our way back, and we all find it intuitively. So there is only one thing to do if someone is searching for anything is to follow intuition that that intuition led me to a modality of self-inquiry to dissolve the pain body and as i was doing it i never adopted the thought that this was wrong hmm. i knew that if it's intuitively felt that it's the right thing so uh, intuition is our compass <laughs> mm, yeah I've, i've said this before that you know these resources and materials and people like you arrive within people's awareness when they're ready you know yeah. an ancient saying is you know the guru appears when the seeker is ready and although neither of us would claim to be gurus no, but it's, it appears it's, it's, when, yeah it's, it's old world language yeah But it means, it means, you know, the doorway is revealed when you're ready. Yeah, because it's all resonance. So, yeah. So if it appears, it just appears effortlessly. Beautiful. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. What else I wanted to say when you, you mentioned that? Yeah, it kind of work with intuitively we navigate and these and what's needed appears. Obviously everything appears, but what's needed is is gone towards intuitively. So it kind of narrows in, into what, what's needed. It's mm. just a flowing with the energy of isness. There's a momentum that's that's generated when somebody becomes oriented towards truth or deeply longing for freedom. Yeah. And then things like this appear. Yes. 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 There's the longing. That's a good word. A fire that will burn everything. <laughs> <laughs> That's certainly what it felt like for me, a fire that burned up everything. Yeah, it's like nothing is satisfying anymore. <laughs> nothing will satisfy this thirst. That, okay, not this, not that. I had this, I had the house, I had this, I had that. It's not it, it's not it. Nothing is, so So we're kind of done, we're done with with the artificial stuff. When the qualities of your own nature are no longer attributed to external circumstances or objects of desire, you're free. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 
one of the worst suffering that I felt was when the cer- the external circumstance became to be awake. Like there was the search for it. And that, that was really a, a place of even bigger separation. That's where all the seeking energy, I had to just sit with it and just allow the seeking energy to be felt and to to give space to that because it became even more suffering than it ever was. Because there was this, this was seen and then there was this apparent loss of it. And that, that became like there was this only thing that I now want that still felt external. And it was even worse than wanting a house or wanting a job or wanting, now I want this truth and it seems to elude me. (laughs) So uh, that, even that seeking that had to dissolve. Absolutely. Because the realization is that it cannot be found. It's here when it's not searched anymore. Mm. When nothing is searched for, it's here. Mm. That's that's why it's called realization, because you realize something that's already here. It's not something that's gained or added upon what is. It's the revealing of already what is. Yeah. The dissolution of the ignorance. Yeah. Hmm. It's not found, so it's not it cannot be given. It cannot be owned. That's beautiful. <laughs> and it's everyone's birthright. It's everyone's birthright. There's no hierarchy. There's no one that deserve it or not deserve it. It's the nature of being. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, thank you for taking the time to have this conversation. It's a pleasure to connect. Really? Yeah, this was a great conversation. And thank you for the invitation. And let's do it again sometime.